It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Outside Maidstone County Hall, journalists gathered for the opening of the inquest into the death of Sarah Everard, which was adjourned pending the conclusion of criminal proceedings. Londoners are still processing her horrific disappearance and death, which has prompted a renewed focus on keeping women safe on the capital streets. It's been a particularly stressful time for teachers at secondary age schools around Clapham in southwest London, where Sarah disappeared as girls raised concerns about safety going to and from school. I'm joined by Jill Cross, Deputy Headmistress at Streatham and Clapham High School. Teachers there have been supporting particularly older pupils affected by the tragic events and the outpouring of emotion seen at the weekend's vigil on Clapham Common. And Jill, how have you seen the recent events affecting your pupils? Um, So the school is really near the place where Sarah was last seen. Um, And certainly shortly afterwards, there's a real sense of the anguish felt by her family and friends. Um, And the paths along the roads in the commons where the girls walked to school had many, many posters up um, asking if anyone had seen her. And you could really sense the urgency and the distress. I see. And uh, what about staff members? How are they processing everything that's happened? It it has unsettled the school community. There's no no question about that. There's been a lot of talk in the staff room about the sadness of something like this happening. And as I said, it's very close to the bone. Some of our staff uh, live near uh, the road where, where Sarah went missing. Um, and there is great concern. And, and it, it's interesting because it's, it's become a thing that is um, sort of symbolic of a, a feeling amongst people in general, but in, in, really in terms of uh, our staff also, where they're, they're, they're questioning some of the things that are going on in, in society and they're questioning how, how this could happen in just such a in such a in such a way would you be able to describe any safety issues the school has dealt with in the past and what action have you subsequently taken so it's key that they're able to move about freely and confidently um but by the same token they've got to take care of themselves so we tend to be we try to be practical with them Mm -hmm. Um, we try to remind them to travel with others we tell them not to have their mobile phones out and to avoid certain places in, in after dark and we also tell them not to congregate on the commons too much because that can actually attract people um, with nefarious uh, wishes. We have girls who will be walking home and some, suddenly somebody will jump out of a bush um, and he might um, reveal himself to them. We've had all sorts of things like that that have happened in the past. Um, and we always report them to the police and we make it really clear to the girls that we're going to report and um, that it's for their protection and so that they have a voice and all of those really positive things. We've had incidents on on local buses 
where people have just um, casually come up and and um, and touched our girls. They've also tried to to um, get them to look at um, pornographic pictures or pornography on their phone and all sorts of things like that. Um, there's also, of course, the the white van issue um, that um, there are. Um, historically, we've had um, men. I don't know why it's always white vans, um, but uh, that. Uh, uh, call out to girls, make suggestive comments to them, um, try and um, lurk around near bus stops for them. Oh, these incidents sound traumatic. Um, how are you helping empower your pupils to deal with any problems that they encounter away from school grounds? So we tread a very fine tightrope of wanting our girls to be alert, um, to be safe, but also um, to to want to move around and not feel that they're going to be harassed by by people. So one of the really obvious things that we do is to ask them to be much more alert to their surroundings when they're outside and to be less alert to each other. And so what their conversations, they need to be looking forward and looking around rather than looking at each other when they converse. So something as simple as that. We also are very mindful um, and very clear with them about traveling um, in pairs um, as, uh, as, as often as they can and not be traveling on their own and also to be careful after dark and in particular anywhere near the commons. Um, we also tell the girls to phone 99 if they feel threatened. Girls report things to us much more than they used to. So uh, historically we might have got some older girls who would report something that had happened to younger girls and the younger girls might not have um, bothered to say they didn't want to make a fuss um, or they think that perhaps that's just what happens to them outside. Um, so we do have now um, the girls will come and they will very confidently report and they will very confidently um, talk to police officers who visit um, when necessary and all of those kind of things. So that's a real positive, the real positive that they, they are prepared to report and they are prepared to speak up and to challenge. We also have um, the girls are much more confident in terms of challenging behaviours that they don't like. Um, I know that um, they have um, been very firm with uh, men who have been inappropriate with them and told them to stop and told them that they don't like it. So that's also really good. We have much more on this story in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Follow the live blog for breaking news. Let's do the ads now. Hit that follow button to make sure you never miss out on our news, interviews, features and analysis. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. 
Health Secretary Matt Hancock is admitting there will be a delay in the UK being supplied with coronavirus vaccines, although he's insisting the rollout's on track. The Evening Standard's reporting availabilities dropped because India's government's delaying the export of 5 million AstraZeneca doses, apparently to prioritise its domestic programme. Now millions of British people in their 40s are being told they will have to wait for their first jab, and it also comes amid a worsening third wave on the continent. Danny Altman, Professor of Immunology at Imperial College London, is here to unpick the issues for us. Could you give us an idea of the international effort needed to ensure that everyone gets their jab it's just so hard to comprehend isn't it the scale of this if you're trying to produce um not just millions but billions of doses and that's really you know not something you can knock up in your back garden or even in the back garden of oxford university you need absolutely enormous facilities and logistics and background and infrastructure to do this so it's being done in many places around the world you know that the scale here is just you know hard to contemplate it's um you know i was liking it a bit to um you know, those, um, you know, cookery and baking programs on the telly where somebody's produced one amazing pie and they're suddenly told they've got to produce 10,000 of them for a banquet or something. You know, you think, well, how do I do that? And so what's your take on the political posturing we've seen from the European Commission in recent days? I feel relatively calm about it simply because our momentum has been so good and we've got so many people vaccinated and, you know, the, the UK is a much safer place than it was three or four or five months ago, because every thousand people you vaccinate, that's, um, if you like, fewer lungs that this virus can hide out in. Um, and that's the curve, you know, flattened and pummeled. So we're a little bit safer. So so all I'm saying is, you know, it, it comes at a time when we're, you know, we're quite far ahead in the race and doing quite well. So, I th- you know, I think, you know, we will get through this without too much disaster. Right. And of course, many people will have been looking forward to getting their jab here in Britain. Are you concerned that this week's events could impact this? Well, I, I hope it isn't. I mean, it's, you know, in, in a way, this is where where politics meets immunology, doesn't it? So it's kind of way above my pay grade. So I, I, I almost can't fathom what the bickering is about unless it's some kind of political fallout from 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 the past few years um because i guess like most people i look at it and see some kind of um policy level squabble um of people saying um your vaccine is rubbish and our people don't really want it and by the way please can we have far more of it we haven't got enough of it um you know which is um you know just a retelling of that um that woody allen joke from annie hall isn't it of um the food here is awful and the portions are so small um, so so I, can't, I can't fathom it, but I, I don't think it should impact us or worry us. That's really interesting. Um, and what are your thoughts on where all this leaves Boris Johnson's roadmap? Are we still on track? I, I actually thought the roadmap, as long as they stick to it and all that thing about being, um, what was it, guided by data, not dates, as long as they really mean it and don't feel pressurised to deviate from it, I actually thought it was quite a, a sound strategy and does get us out on quite a, a plausible and sensible timeline. And I don't feel like the news about the vaccine supply has really rocked that timeline. I think we can still more or less keep to it. So, so you know, where that leaves me on the one hand is thinking, well, actually, you know, amongst all the debacle of the last year and, you know, the horrific things we've been through, um, you know, especially locally in, in this country, this is one thing that we've really done right. And we procured a lot of vaccine doses 
and we've got a lot of people vaccinated very fast, and that's got to be a good thing. Um, you know, on the other hand, you know, I think we shouldn't be too kind of little Britain about it. You know, we we live on the planet, and you know, all those things you've heard about none safe till we're all safe are really, really true, as we've seen, you know, ad nauseum with um, you know, what happens if new variants are cropping up around the world in the end they always affect us so we we you know we've got to not just worry about our own doses we've got to worry about fair shares of everybody's doses and that's the leader we'll be back at 4 p.m tomorrow